Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year And to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey, listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Osiris. All right, we are live. Hello, everybody. Um, this is the Helping Friendly Podcast. This is Monday, the 24th of October. We're one, we're one day late from the anniversary we're going to be uh, discussing, but we think that it's, it's going to be worth, worthwhile. 
Um, I'm RJ. I'm here with Jonathan and Megan, as always. And we have a special guest. We have Arvind. How are you, Arvind? Good, RJ. Hi, Megan. Hey, guys. How's it going? Howdy. Hey, Arvind. Thanks for being here. Um, Arvind, the last time I saw you was in Milwaukee the night before the Alpine shows. Um, right. the, event, the event we did with, with Riley Walker in Milwaukee, that was awesome. We got to auction off some Milwaukee Bucks gear and, and all that stuff. Um, will you tell everyone listening, just a little, they, people probably heard you on Undermine uh, Season 2, uh, but tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive in. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, quick tease there. If you didn't tune into Season 2 of Undermine, go back, listen. I was there. And then catch up. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Arvin from Milwaukee. RJ, that is right. That's where we last met for the Alpine shows. Uh, I uh, moonlight in many different lives that I get to run here. Uh, first and foremost, I'm a grateful dad because I'm a dad. So you're going to maybe hear three kids run in off the bus in the background. Yeah. In a few minutes. But uh, like yeah, that, that's first and foremost, right? Um, no, Dad, I'm born and raised here in Milwaukee, uh, first member of the family from outside of India. I became a fish fan very young in life, just through random connections somehow. Uh, now, gravitate many years later, I professionally work for the Milwaukee Bucks, which is how I was able to get some of that wonderful auction items to uh, donate off for music education. But uh, yeah, I work for the Bucks. I'm a world champion. And then uh, I get to go on tour every once in a while, too. <laughs> That's awesome. Sweet. That, that sounds pretty good. That is fantastic. And, um, yeah, Arvin was on season two of Undermine, as I mentioned. And um, we, got to do, we got to do a lot of uh, collaboration in Milwaukee. So thanks for, thanks for setting that up, Arvin, and, and connecting us and all that. Um, okay, so I guess we have to just we're, – we're continuing our dive through uh, fall 2021 and – this this show is just this show is wild. We're gonna get into it, but um, first I want to say we just um, recorded an episode of HF Pod Premium. We just launched a new premium offering through Memberful. Um, you can go to OsirisPod.com/slash/premium if you want to support. It's a few bucks a month, and you can get bonus episodes and ad-free episodes and a lot more stuff. Um, Arvin, where what was your touring schedule like in 2021? 2021. Uh, so, as some of you guys remember, obviously, some of those were make updates, and you guys probably talked about it. Um, make updates from COVID. To, so, for me, yeah, that's first and foremost how that got started. And uh, the San Fran shows were my genesis for the fall tour. Uh, first shows at the Chase Center, which in my NBA world is actually a friend, right? Like the people who run Chase and the Warriors are friends in my world. And so, uh, I missed out on just the random because uh, all those shows were out far away from me, as you guys can appreciate. So for me, just throwing into the lottery, seeing if I got anything is usually the impetus to go and do a trip. Struck out. But in my world, when you talk to other people and you talk about the shows you go to and the interest, it was a very like easy. Somebody was like, hey, do you know this person at the Warriors? Why don't you ask them for some tickets? And so um Originally, when they all got scheduled, I got these free tickets to uh, go to see them at Chase. I just had to get my way there, right? And so COVID hit to we came out of COVID a little bit to we we, find, we 
quite a family trip around it, actually. I took my wife and kids to San yes. Francisco for nice. a week. Um, yeah, genius. So right? well done. Started the week with two shows at Chase. And so I took my wife to one. I took another family friend to another. Um, but even leading up to that, I was like, all right, I see the week ahead. Is there any way I can do the LA shows? And I had this amazing, wonderful wife who allowed me to, at the end of the week, uh, depart my family, let them go home back to Wisconsin. And I flew out to LA from San Francisco to see uh, this Chula Vista show, which ended up being my 60th. So that was part of the reason I was like, I want to see my 60th show. I've never been anywhere this kind of far away to see a show. And that's how I got there. And it was an amazing lead up to it. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of my build up to that fall tour. I'm trying to think of probably the last fall show I saw was maybe back in 2000, right? And Allstate, when they do the early. Oh, wow. So it's been a while, right? Life catches up. You do all these other things. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure exactly how many fish has played in the Midwest, even in the fall, but I don't recall a ton mm-hmm. um, where I was able to go. So yeah, at this point, let's make a trip. And we made a trip. Sweet. Well, uh, you picked well, I think. <laughs> yeah, got lucky. yeah, you did. You did. Although a lot of the shows on this tour were good, so you, they you were. had good odds. Yeah, true. Really yeah. amazing. It was nice. It was nice to have that show to look forward to. Right, I had those first two in San Francisco. It was wonderful, and like this one. And I was taking two different people that I knew were going to have fun no matter what because I was taking them. But it wasn't like I could just go enjoy it, right? Um, yeah. So it's a little different. Um, and so to have that show at the end, and for it to have been this Chula Vista show, was incredible. That's a nice capstone to your vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Megan, Megan, you've seen some uh, some West Coast fish in your day. Um, what? Um, well, I guess first of all, do you, can you set us up for just for those of who haven't been following along? Where where was this in the tour? This was just a not that many shows in, right? I mean, I guess it was it was yeah. kind of a short tour, but. Yeah, so we had the Sacramento shows the start, and then there was the two nights in San Fran, and then two nights in Eugene. And then there was a night in Phoenix and then a night down in Chula Vista. So I haven't seen a show in Chula Vista or in San Diego. I think I saw one in 95 and it was my first time I ever saw a West Coast fish. So it was just spectacular. I had been wanting to see the Grateful Dead out West. That's why I went to college in Arizona, but they were no longer after that summer in 95. And so I got to go see fish. Yeah. Um, And it was amazing seeing them like on the water and they played at summer pops at the like Embarcadero center, like right on the water. And it was just, you seeing fish in Southern California is it's cool. You know, it's so different. Like I grew up in the Midwest, so I know where you're coming from Arvind. Like I grew up in Michigan seeing like, you know, all the shows in the Midwest. And so it was so cool to go out and see like California fish. It was awesome. And this is the first time they've been back to that area in like five years, since 2016. Yeah, to that effect, my, my first show's in California as well. And so just, it was my really? a, a totally unique perspective to, to seeing the band. I've seen up until that point 60 times, right? So it was, it was yeah. very different, very different. And it was, it was cool to experience it that way. Far cry from Alpine Valley, I imagine. Yeah, very, a little different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And that Chula Vista show, I mean, where they put you, you're so close to the border. You're, I mean, you're like out there. Like it takes a little bit to get to that Chula Vista venue. Yeah. What's the vibe like in the venue? Open. It felt like a small, like amphitheater. If you're from the Midwest and people from Wisconsin, maybe tuning in, it felt like, uh, like our Marcus amphitheater, the, what they, at our Summerfest grounds. Right. 
it wasn't huge. It wasn't like this massive thing. Um, but it just felt like it was like a couple miles away from the border. So as you're driving in, every exit that you're getting closer to, you're like this far away from Mexico. You're like, wow, we're really far out there. Um, That's awesome. But it, the venue itself was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Like it was like it was just a perfect outdoor venue. Um, after I'd just seen two indoor shows, which were just Chase Center, right? So that was another just like, oh, I can enjoy warm weather again for a minute. Yeah, the pictures nice were gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, this, um, and also this, man, they were just, they were kind of on fire this whole tour, but this show, like, was was pretty special. Um, I think, I guess the the opener really just kind of, like, I, I remember following along and seeing people tweeting about it, and it just, like, it just kind of, like, blew everyone's minds, this, like, jammed out fluff head um, I don't know, Arvin, what, what was your take on the first set? Like what, what listening back and going back to it a year later, what, what are the biggest, uh, standouts for you? Oh my gosh. This first set is on like constant rotation in my household with my kids as well. Yeah. Uh, so for, Hey, precursor. So the friend I took, I went, I went and didn't go solo. So it was an awesome environment in the sense that I took a buddy who flew in from Denver to LA to meet me just to go to this show. He's like my oldest childhood friend, single guy in Denver. And I was like, hey, what are you doing? Like, you want to just fly out? So he met me and was my companion for this entire ride. And uh, it was so much fun just from that perspective. And he hasn't seen a ton of shows, but he's a guitar major in college, loves music, has seen a few shows. And so he knew enough songs that like, even for him, when Fluffhead came on, he's like, whoa, that's pretty cool. And, uh, and it, it, that was awesome, right? Like it, for me to have a, just a friend next to me, A, that was like, all right, I don't, I don't really care either what they play the entire show, to, um, to getting that as your first one, to then the friends at home texting, being like, oh, I cannot believe you got that as your opener, right? Just on its like bare minimums was like just an awesome way to tip off, right? And so, yeah, that was exciting, super fun. Um, still sunlight out, you get that song that, everybody at home also then gets as the free tease or whatever. So um, it only sets you up for more, which is awesome. And then, yeah, I think that's no question the first part that gets me going. But like one thing I, I told you guys, right, it was my 60th show. And so you're not going to believe this, but always there's fun math in all of our worlds, right? Um, my first show, 7 8 2000, uh, my buddies and I went to that, our first show at Alpine. We got a llama in that show. The first set, fast llama. I didn't get a llama again for 21 years until that show in Chula Vista. No way. And it was a slow llama. And That's so my, awesome. my gap in llamas was not only 21 years and 59 shows, but it was a fast llama and a slow llama. And so the llama, the llama, the llama, the llama was my favorite part of the first set. So, um, wow. Yeah. Nice. What about you guys? What, do you, what did you take away? Jonathan, That's what do you have to say? I have things to say. So, first of all, this <laughs> fluffhead. Me too. <laughs> this fluffhead has uh, is always a always fun to have an opener fluffhead, right? Um, this one goes type two, which is cool. And I think I texted uh, you guys, RJ and Megan, the other day that if I played, just pulled out a chunk of that jam and played it for you, you'd have no idea that it came from right. a fluffhead opener. It is. Totally. Really, like, 
I could have told you it was from, oh, it's from one of those you enjoy myself that jams out or something. Because it does, it's just completely off book. It's complete type two. Um, and it's great. It goes into this NICU, which is shocking, frankly. Like on paper, it's shocking. And when you listen to it, it's like, I mean, they're just so ready to jam. Um, I think the bye-bye foot landing, though, is my favorite part. Um, but backing up a little, I so one of the times I tried to listen to this set uh, to prepare for today, I was listening to the Fluffhead, and I was like, got into the ICU, and I was a little, uh, I was bored. And it's not because the music is bad. Oh, hang on a second. I got a story to tell. (laughs) It's not because the music is bad. It's because I wasn't there for it. But it really, I think, clarifies what can happen when you go to a show and you're like, this is bonkers. This is the craziest thing. And somebody else is like, eh. Because it was entirely my headspace. I wasn't in the right headspace to sit and listen to an extended fist jam. I really enjoyed when I was like, I was ready to turn it off. And I said, but well, we'll we'll just get through the jam. And then it came into by by foot. And I was like, Oh, this is great. I'll listen to the rest of this song. I enjoyed that. You know, and sometimes you're not, maybe they're very rare times. Maybe it never happens to you. A gentle listener uh, or those of you here on the panel, but you know, (laughs) sometimes you're just not in a space to listen to a jam uh it, sometimes the improv is not tickling the right centers of your brain and maybe your attention needs a song for focus um so let us be a little forgiving of people who disagree with us when we talk about how this is amazing or this isn't you know sometimes it's just that you listen to it another day and it changes your perspective because these jams are good and they're very exciting that they even happen. And yep. uh, overall, mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty solid set. I um, The tube is really nice, too. Um, nice. But I, I think yeah. the Bye Bye Foot is my favorite part because it's actually a really cool song. And they need to play it sometime when I'm there. Yeah, I would That's love to hear point. that song, too. Yeah. I, I like I your I, set's amazing. Go ahead, RJ. Sorry, Megan, I want you to just I just want to say to Jonathan, I, it's a good point. I think we don't think about that very much because I think last week I was preparing for some undermine recording and listening to a show. That's like, you know, some amazing nineties show. And I was just like sort of pissed off. And so it didn't really like, I had to like go back and listen to it a second time when I was in a better place to appreciate it. Um, And I think that's something we probably don't actually acknowledge all that often that like you really got to these days, you got to like be in the right, the right frame of mind because we all have so much stuff going on between you know, families and work and, you know, everything. So I I think I just want to say that I like that point, Jonathan. Sorry, Megan. I, I really want to know what show that was, but we can take that offline. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I've listened to like, I've listened to like 30 in the past two weeks. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it's true. It's, you have to be in the right space for it, especially a show like this. I think the show, like they came out obviously with a purpose. I think anytime they open with Fluffhead, it's just, it's special. It's special. And 
especially when they jam it out. I think the jam out of this fluffette is super like soulful and funky. It's so good. And this NICU blows my mind. I mean, this is a song that whenever I hear it, I feel like I'm 19 again because I feel like I used to hear it all the time in the 90s. And it's just one of those songs that like immediately transports me back. And you can hear people on the recording like cheering when they extend past that usual ending and they start extending the riff. And that was you, Arvin. <laughs> it was so cool to hear that on, on the recording, like people actually like getting like, okay, this is happening. It's just awesome. It's, it's so layering. And I think that throughout the whole show, they're finding ways to subtly quote NICU in this way that's like super thoughtful and fun. And sometimes it works like incredibly well. And Trey just will like, you know, play it a little slower, a little softer. Sometimes it's a little harder and faster. And I think it's just really cool how they were finding ways to bring it in. I thought his tone was just absolutely perfect throughout this whole jam. And then it gets like dark and it's just incredible. I think this whole show, there were so many times when I was listening to it that I thought there's no way there's only four people on stage right now. How can only four people make this big of music? And then I agree the landing in Bye Bye Foot is like amazing. They played it like four times in 97, once in 2019, and then this show. So six times I've seen it once. Not to brag, but what were you <laughs> going to say, Arvin? I'm at your one now, right? I'm at your yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, great perspectives, y'all. Jonathan, agreed wholeheartedly. I think to your comments about having to be connected to the show, like the presence being there, right, is a huge mm-hmm. thing. And that's like one of the, the we, we get to celebrate one of the unique music environments where you can have that unique connection just by attending and it's not the same show and we can make fun of you for not getting a version that Megan and I got or whatever, right? Like it's that cool. <laughs> um, so no, to the effect of NICU, I think I love the intentionality, right? I like, mm-hmm. of course, we're all wondering when you see a show that's on the billing and I, are they going to do something fun? Are they going to play the song? And like. To Megan's point, they not only played it, they played it so beautifully and they like took it to a type two level where that was the moment uh, for me. I was like, oh, the show, the rest of the show is going to be totally different, right? Like the fact that they yeah. threw that out and they took it from like a type two to a type three and four to tease it throughout the first set was like, it was awesome. Uh, I think that set an amazing tone for just the fun creativity they brought to the rest of that set to um, but yeah, that NIC, the fluff ad to the NIC was a, an awesome, like, launching pad, right? Like, um, and so, yeah, just that, from that perspective, yeah, I was for sure one of those in the background hootering and hooting and hollering, like, <laughs> oh man, because we, we've I all gotten that. that song, right? Like, in the 90s yeah. a million times, and to, to see them try and do something different, you're like, all right, they're paying attention, they know where they are, they know what they're doing, like, it's amazing. And they're chomping at the bit to <laughs> exactly. do that, right? Like, yeah. come out, they didn't is- wait until the second set. Yeah. We all know this band, I think, well enough to know that it was just as likely they would do nothing and yep. not even acknowledge True. it. You'd walk out, you'd walk out of there going, eh, that's not a shock. You know, right. and they'd play a ordinary great show or maybe an extraordinary great show and still not acknowledge that at all. It was ju- it was a fair chance that that would happen. But the fact mm-hmm. that they went for it and did it, you know, successfully. I mean, NSC was a great song. It's, it's one of my top, but uh, yeah, never would have expected it to do something like this. But if it was gonna, this was the night and the place. Yeah, I also, I just, I think to me, the 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 theme of all of twenty twenty one is 
the unexpected jam songs. Like it, it, it kind of like yeah. breathed new life into being a fan in it for me in, in some way, because you get these, like, you know, all of 2021 had these huge, um, you know, Carini's Chuck Dust, the, the tweezer and the soul planet from shoreline. Like there are these, like, you know, basically what you would expect. Right. Um, but then you get in the summer, the gorge, the camel walk, right? There's like a 17 minute camel walk. And then you're like, oh shit, like camel walk, you know? And then there's like, and then Frankie says from San Francisco. And then, and I see you from, from this show. And then like in Vegas, I mean, there was 1999 was jammed out. I mean, there was, there was a lot of weird shit that happened at, on that Vegas run, which Jonathan yeah. was there for. I have for to go back it. and listen to that. I mean, the Axilla part because... two from the second night of Vegas is like one of my favorite things that happened mm-hmm. all year. I just think it's like amazing that thirty, however many years in, they're like, they're they're still gonna they're gonna jam out your pet cat for the first time for sixteen minutes and like do something that nobody expects. I just think it's like I just think it's a really amazing place to be. We're at 39 years, or we're about to be. Check the check your calendar, you know. Wow. wow. That's Jesus. crazy. That is so crazy. Wow. wow. That's amazing. Wow. Um, so, also, okay. this tube rocks. Can we just talk really quickly yeah. about this tube? Because tube is really good. So good. It is so good. It's so energetic. It's so dancey. It's just super interesting. Page of the Piano, Fishman is this whole show, absolutely killing it I mean, he sounds so amazing yeah the tube and, and it remains tight and you know hot the whole time i actually that was i was listening to that again today and playing guitar along with it and and nobody wants to hear that by the way it's just an exercise for me but uh no you really don't but uh but it's a good listening exercise for me so i can hear when they modulate and i can you know kind of keep locked into every bit of the groove and the who's doing what in it. And I really had a good time with it. Uh, listening to it today. Um, Arvin, was there anything about the sound in the venue that you noticed that was different from, from other stops on the or, tour or anywhere else? Or as a contrast, you know, going from your previous shows, having been indoors, mostly we don't get indoor to outdoor in such a narrow, yeah. uh, yeah. You know, narrow window. It's usually the next tour that you go from one to the other. For sure, guys. No, nothing that stands out most significantly, right? Like, of like, oh, this was massively different, other than just the fact that they were playing an outdoor show in the fall that late. And it was like, it was that in itself, I felt like maybe inspired better sound, or I remember the jams more significantly because it was just an open air environment, right? Um, yeah, I don't have a great answer or thought to that other than, like, I think I was just in the moment of appreciating that as a kid who lives in Wisconsin, it was not, <laughs> yeah. it was not colder and I'm outside in a T-shirt. Um, and that in itself was amazing. Um, but I do, listen, you guys are mentioning the tube. The tube is phenomenal. There were so many moments in that tube where you're like, holy cow, what are they doing? Like, I take pride on, like, and I raise a child who almost takes pride in this, where you could listen to any moment of a song and be like, oh, what song is that, right? That too, like when I listen to that random times now, there are so many times where I'm like, did I just zone out? What what song was this for a second? Like, yes, like, that's the that's, best. That's that's a cool one. That this one, that tube gave me that, which was pretty cool as a re-listen, right? Like, 
it was just different. And they, it seemed like they went in and out of a couple different really funky, fun jams where all of them were doing something. Um, so, yeah, the two was awesome. That was a good one right in the middle there. Um, it just it's like the there. sci-fi soldier stuff you can kind of hear. Totally. A little bit there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Arvin, so set two has three like legitimate monster gems yeah. as well. Uh, when, when you're set break, what are you guys expecting for set two or what are you thinking going into going into the second set? Admittedly, I don't, I'm trying to put myself in the memory of like, I just seen a couple shows at chase. I'm kind of set list tracking here. Right. Um, what I can tell you, I didn't expect was what came at the end of the set. Right. Um, the beginning of the set, reasonable um yeah no man, no man in no yeah. man's land is a, a pretty rotational set opening tune so the fact that they went relatively standard but like jammed it out pretty good was awesome um but yeah I, i'm thinking about what i wanted to expect it was a, it's like that last show of the tour I, i'm just grateful for whatever they give and they give a pretty amazing you know set there so yeah, no. Starting with No Man and No Man's Land, like that was that was an awesome kind of like let's go off for a little bit longer here um, into the second set. So that was a good one, a good start. Uh, it's a fun tune that I got a few years earlier when it was first starting to come out. They played it once at Alpine. We were like, oh, this one. All right, this one's this is a fun fun second set uh, groove that they can get into. I yeah, love really No Man that, openers. They milk that groove for everything it's worth, and it's worth a lot. It's good for good for the dancers, good for the jamming. That's so good. When, I was just going to say that the one that I heard at MSG this year, it just, I feel like it's forever etched in my brain. I feel like when this song, they can get into like a pocket so quick mm -hmm. and just find this like tight little jam so easily. And, and this one's great too. It's like almost 17 minutes and it's just, it's nice. It's like, I think it kind of, you know, it pales into what happens later in the set just because the set gets crazy, but it's it's a great way to start the show. The second set, really yeah. great. Such an upbeat. It's such a fast groove for them, especially mm -hmm. in this era. You know, like they're a lot of these grooves are in the songs they're playing. Like are you know a little bit more mid tempo, but this is a it's a rocking song. One of the best. One of the best to come out of over the past ten years, I think. Um, yeah. So so then free is another kind of like sort of unexpected jam vehicle, at least, at least to that extent. Right. I mean, I've seen longer, but, uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, this free is awesome. It's um, so good. I, I cranked it up this afternoon at, when I went out and sat on the porch for lunch and I was just like leaning towards the speakers, listening to it, just kind of go off. Um, you know, you get your NICU teases and then you get the synth pedal from Trey and then Paige fires up his synths and you get loops and just craziness. And it is, uh, this is my, this and like one piece of uh, the, the, at the end of the Piper Jam are like the, my favorite things from this show. Like this whole free end of Piper Jam give that to me and like uh you know a 25 minute mini disc or something and i'll carry that <laughs> around for years that'd be fine so were you jonathan were you at eleven twenty two ninety five? yes okay because that's there, there's only two versions that are longer than this and that's one of them i, I figured you were at that show um because this is a pretty yeah. it's a 
this is a monster version in addition to that one from from this summer this past summer um because you never i don't know arvin like when you're at a show like i don't when i hear free i expect it to be like a cool funky thing in the middle and it to be six minutes and like you know on to the next song 100 percent. no same here and like let's let's be honest the last couple years it's like unfreed free uh like it's they've yes. done some fun things with it lately i that one started it for me i've seen a couple I'm trying to think of where it was on this this year's tour but there, the the what i got from free this year was even a little bit different i think they played one in um canada at toronto this year in the summer and it was like ooh, that wasn't the same free as well right like that was yeah it, and atlantic city this year yeah same fun so to get good. a different one of these and like the fact that they're using it as a jam vehicle amazing the fact that they're bringing it in the second set even better um yeah i love it i love it yeah i feel like now when i hear free i don't i don't expect it just to be a short song like i'm like this song could actually really rock like i think they've been really putting some extra mustard into free lately and it's awesome when you were lucky enough to be at ac um, that encore was insane. And it was like overshadowed by other amazing things that happened that night. But that I listened to that encore a lot. It's really, really good. Right. And it's like this, it's like funky, spacey. It's got that like super rhythmic. It's really great. I can't believe I missed the, the first night of AC. That was like a real. I can't either. That was a little bit of a mistake, but you know. Total noob maneuver, RJ. Come on. It you was. should have been there hanging out with me. Sad. I know. I know. I was hanging out with you the next day, and to be fair, I I had gotten more sleep than you. And to be fair, we spent a lot of time together that weekend. Yeah, we did. It's fun. <laughs> um, anyway, Arvin, what else? What else from this set um, sticks out? And by the way, is this set on repeat as much as the first one for you? Well, I mean, there are pockets of this second set that are on constant repeat. Right. Uh, my favorite part, Piper. Oh man, I wanted that was one like I just wanted. Wanted it again all summer this year. Never got it. But love Piper. Piper is another throwback to my first show, 7-8-2000, where it was the, that was the song that, like, you're like, oh, I'm a Fish fan from now on, right? <laughs> and so anytime you get those throughout the years, you're like, yes. And so Piper was it for me again, this set. Um, it was awesome. Man, they took it in so many different ways and it was fantastic. Jonathan, you re-listened to that one this morning? Yeah, I mean, the... Free board? No. Um, <laughs> I, I want to say that uh, I almost skipped Joy, even though I love that song, but Joy is joy is what it is. Uh, but uh, when I was reaching for the, the thing, to, the, the guitar solo started, and even though it's kind of a rote solo, it's so gorgeous. I let it play out. Um, sand, though, is straight short, not super it's not bad it's just not anything but a, you know quick and dirty sand but this piper man it goes and the last several minutes of this piper are absolutely insane psychedelic jamming that i i mean it just it rips it's uh, it's unbelievable they are so far off the map so out there with loops and synths and just echoes and and then they just kind of they all stop and let it decay and then Trey starts playing sense it's perfect like did they practice that no 
but they just nail it. It is masterful. And I love it so much. It's pretty wild. It's a pretty mm-hmm. wild version. And, yeah. you know, Piper is, like you were saying, Arvin, every, I think everyone wants to hear it and wants to hear it, you know, jam, but it just like the 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 2.0 and and late 1.0 days are it's just like this 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 song doesn't show up that often in that way anymore you know um i was just looking earlier there's only seven 15 plus minute versions of piper since 2009 since they came back which is like just not a lot for a song that for many years was like a dependable jam vehicle it was like a go-to for for a while there and i just it's interesting um some of those 2000 versions and the and then especially in 2.0 i mean just 2003 pipers are so good i i Mm -hmm. named my kid born in december of 2003 piper yes yeah that's about all you can that's about that's about as you know it's the biggest stamp of approval exactly exactly Naming yeah. your child after fish is a, yeah. a massive life accomplishment, right, Jonathan? Yeah, it also means you chose a good spouse. I yeah, have a Le- exactly. yeah, exactly. A very <laughs> so I have a Leo in my household. So. Nice. Yeah. That's oh, awesome. Hi. That's awesome. <laughs> um, this piper so, though is so great. It just like really seven great. minutes into it, it turns like super dissonant and so layered. And Fishman is playing this like crazy offbeat. Like he sounds like he's playing like. It doesn't make sense that a human can make that. It sounds like an electronic like beat. It's just insane. And then the song just goes completely nuts. It turns into like a horror film soundtrack. Like it sounds like there are teenagers lost in a haunted house and there's like a terrifying killer that's like chasing them and there's these like piercing screaming sounds. This is like the perfect spooky season song. I mean, this is like the Halloween Piper. This is so incredible and terrifying and like you said brian the landing in sense is just like that's like the perfect anecdote so and it's sort of creepy how they start it to the sense it's like this kind of like creep into it it's just i mean this must have been insane i think one of our listeners was saying that he was a new fan and chula was his first show he got super close in the pit page side my face got so fried i had to buy a ticket to the forum the next day I mean, that is like you're saying, Arvin's like Piper sold you in 2000, and here it is selling him again in 2021. So, yeah, awesome. that's pretty great. Can't blame yeah. me, man. Can't it's blame me. Awesome, yeah. That is great. I think it, um, you know, the the slow build Piper, which um, incredible perp, hey, Brian, um, said, bring back the slow build. Sorry, Megan, um, bring back the slow build Piper. I think if we br- like we brought back the second jam and Mike's brought back this the sense intro the slow build piper should be it's i feel like it should be doable what do you guys yes, think i love the slow build piper slow build piper this band did frankie 100%. says they could totally do the slow build piper this audience is yes. ready for it they can get away with a what's the use with pin drop silence the, the the audience is ready for these kinds of dynamics i i feel like the band is always just in a hurry when it comes time to play Piper. I mean, mm. I think I really think that's what it is. Yeah. I think they're, they rush it. Um, they start slow. They've had a couple where they're like, uh, where the band is probably walking out of there going, yeah, that was pretty slow build that Piper. And we're all like those 20 seconds guys, 15 seconds yeah, is not, not slow, a slow build. It's slow. 
because I think they did one this year that was slower, but it's not, not no, no. This band's probably like, what the hell do you want from us? Like, we're not playing fast enough. Now we're playing too fast. Like, we Give can't win here. We can't win here. Yeah. And I like how Matt Higgins is saying that this is the nightmare on Elm Street Piper. Totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> What what else? What else happens? I mean, there's still the sense is pretty big too. I yeah, mean, it's not it's not over yeah. yet. Pretty pretty sense is great. Yeah, amazing sense there, right? Like for me, one I hadn't gotten in a long time, personally speaking. So like, hey, it was like holy cow, I forgot that they know how to play that song. Um, yeah, which is part of the like every time you're at a show, right? Whether you hear Bye Bye Foot in the first set to like for me hearing this in the second set, knowing that I obviously they played it on tour earlier. Um, it's still like this amazing sign of like, oh man, that was just, that intro was so beautiful, so melodically slow and fantastic that you're like, oh man, this is just wonderful. Like what a way to end the second set too. I, I think also uh, two things. The sense intro is slightly weird in a way that a very appropriate following that Piper. And the other thing is that when Fish plays the intro, which is tracked separately on the compact disc album, fish.net, it should be listed on fish.net so that I can look at this and know, oh, yeah, they played the intro without having to play the thing. Uh, and mm -hmm. again, I have very few quibbles with fish.net. I actually defer constantly and happily to their decision making. This is one in one of their grievous errors in my opinion i just, just want to take this opportunity to say that as i missed <laughs> as i missed the recap one year ago today so that seems fair <laughs> it's good to point out the grievous errors you know just mm -hmm. just there are very few but I'm, I'm sticking to it um okay so this is an nicu continues to to be throughout this entire show which is which is kind of fun uh, and it's but it's not you know sometimes when it's like the when sometimes it sidetracks the show you know when you get like a you know like a song kind of takes over the whole show and then it becomes like a little too goofy or whatever like this is seems to me like the best balance like there's amazing improv throughout i agree with you i want to you put that comment on the screen uh matt higgins since first mm -hmm. time since 04 that since ended a second set that is correct i uh i mm -hmm. did just now check the work wow on that so one cool. so good call matt um, so cool when yeah. i was listening to it i was i forgot that that lonely trip was actually the beginning of the encore and i kind of was thinking that it ended but yeah because i'm just not used to since ending a second set it's been a long time right. so cool encore too and super cute when trey's like mike gordon i see you john fishman oh, yeah. i see you Paige mcconnell i see you and then he must have looked at the crowd and said and i see you mm -hmm. and yeah, how cool you. oh my god how cool is that anytime cool. trey talks it's cheesy it's cheesy i love it it's every fun. once in a while the cheese gets you too guys like speaking yeah. from the cheese head the cheese <laughs> will get to you every once in a while Hey, uh, when we're right. done, I got to talk to you about sending down some curds. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. But I, <laughs> oh, I, man. I, can, I part of me has blocked that encore opening song from my memory for not good reasons, for bad reasons, but like emotional reasons. I was on my lonely trip, right? I was literally uh, on my trip away from my family 
seeing the show yeah. right by the border. And so it was awesome, right? I loved that song. So I'm glad, like, I have this remember, and I'm glad we've talked about it. It's good to remember that song because uh, he probably wasn't looking at me, but right, like, you felt that. You Like, sometimes you get that yeah. connection in that moment when you're thousands of miles from home seeing this random band. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool that they played that song too. Definitely. I love that. And I love that song. I think it's so special and like a song that just, it's, it's a really special song. It's beautiful, beautifully written. First tube after that. Yeah. It was the first tube right after that, guys. Classic yeah, encore. encore. Yeah. Classic. Good end of the rocker. Um, yeah. As always. But, uh, yeah, Lonely, Trip is, Lonely Trip is so great. Sorry. I'm late to the party. Right. It's, it's so great. It's so good. I would take it at every show. Mm, I don't know that I would that take I it see. at every show, but I like it. Um, Jonathan, Jonathan, I want you to know per our premium episode that we just that we just uh, recorded, which you can get if you go to osirispod.com slash premium and subscribe for only a few dollars a month. Um, I am in, I think I'm in the, actually, never mind. I'm in the 40% club for Lonely it's, Trip. Not the that's really club. nothing. That's not a thing, RJ. Don't even try to tout yes, fake stats. Yes, it is. 40% it's a 40% club. club. Go see one more. The next one that they play, and then you might make it in. It might end you in to the 50% club, which is a real thing. But yeah, everybody go listen to the premium episode and you'll, you know, know what we're talking about. Um, and uh, and I mentioned without mentioning this, the, the next song, First Tube, uh, as well. So, And we nerd out and, and unravel we talk that. about stats and I'm wearing a turtleneck a la Steve Jobs. Yeah. So check it out. <laughs> You're so really going to confuse the, confuse the people. We are. Yeah. That's what we set out to do. Um, Arvin, what... <laughs> What's your uh, a year later? I mean, I know you've mentioned a couple of times that you listen to this show a lot, but what are your takeaways like now, like going through it and talking about it? Um, so many things beyond the music, but beyond the music, we'll start with like everybody go see fish. If you love fish, go see fish first and foremost, like million reasons not to million reasons and responsibilities but <laughs> you can get that show like i just got and you'll remember it a year later right and so i'm the the little birdie on the shoulder that's saying go see more shows um no that that's first and foremost right the appreciation that i have for just going and doing it um having a family that supported me to go do it is pretty awesome and now that they love the show too it also makes it even more worthwhile that they love the show um no, it was it was awesome from that side. Awesome from like, listen, we got out, we're coming out of a pandemic to like going and doing things again, right? Um, that was worth it. Um, and then the music side of things just oh, got me so excited for next year, right? I knew I wasn't going to do a run, whatever that the run that didn't happen, the MSG run, but it just got me more pumped for this year, right? Um, and so that's that's the fun part of the band we follow is that. You get these wonderful moments, no matter when you're going to leave them, that it's like, oh, you keep bringing me back for more. And so, yeah, that's what that show gave me. That's awesome, man. That's so great. What a great takeaway from a show. Yeah. Yeah. You can't ask for more than that. That's just how you should feel. I, on the other hand, took away anger. I was so <laughs> mad that they played a 17-minute NICU just days before I was going to see them. Uh -huh. no, I wasn't mad. 
<laughs> you got the you got the Vegas awesome. shows, Jonathan. You can't you I can't do okay. mad. I'm not complaining. There's yeah. no complaints. Um, no, I, I, I think it's I think it's great. Tour, so I had really bad FOMO, but I was happy yeah. for all of you. Um, no, this is this is a great show. I'm really happy for everybody who got to to see it, but I'm also happy for the rest of us because we all can listen to it, um, and we really you, you should if for some reason you didn't, but you're listening to us right now. Um, check this show out. It's uh, it's kind of badass. So fun. So fun. Um, all right. Well, what else? Are there any other, what, what are, what are you seeing? Are you seeing any MSG shows, Arvin? Like a, what's your, uh, when's the next time you're going to see fish? So my high school buddies and I, when we started seeing them 20 plus years ago, said if they're still touring when we turn 40, um, we have to go do the MSG run if we haven't done it by then. We turned 40 this year. Uh, happy birthday year to yeah. us. Yeah. We're doing, we're doing yes. the MSG. We're, so we're doing the MSG run. Yeah. That's right awesome. Wow. Yeah. So awesome. we've got that on our calendar. Looking forward to that. Um, my seven-year-old, soon-to-be seven-year-old, means that daddy has to miss his birthday because of mm. it. But uh, it's what we do, right? Yeah. 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 It happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. That it's is important awesome, for our man. kids to see us pursuing our passions. Exactly. And hit okay. me up when you're in New York, and we'll meet up in person. I'm yeah. so excited you're coming. It's going to be a great run. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I'm glad that I asked because now, now I know that you can come and do a recap with us. There maybe, you go. maybe when you're back. <laughs> you're maybe booking, when you're back. More content. That's, a, that's yeah. how it works, right, RJ? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Of course, you. Exactly. Um, well, this has been really fun. Um, so, Arvin, um, where where should people find you? Um, I think we can link to your Twitter account. Um, just so, just so people can say hi and and follow you on Twitter. Is there anywhere else that that's good? people should know about well if you look if you're in wisconsin you'll see me at bucks games a lot um, <laughs> this upcoming season so come if you're not otherwise yeah follow me on linkedin follow me on social um easiest ways to get a hold of me is that um or you can just reach out to rj or brian brinkman and they know how to get a quick hold of me too yeah so, uh, <laughs> yeah i'm telling you appreciate this appreciate yeah, the opportunity. If, you, if you go to milwaukee look arvind up because he'll 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 show you all the all the good spots Nice. <laughs> um awesome well, thank you thank you again arvin thank you jonathan megan thanks everybody for tuning in and and watching and for those of you listening thanks for listening um we're going to be back on wednesday with a commenter you just saw a couple of times matt higgins yeah he's going to be he's going to be back he's been here he's been here a few times and he's going to be back again and um jonathan you are very smart person because you reminded me that we need to tell our friends about our friends at sunset lake cbd which i can do i'll just tell you guys that sunset lake cbd's line of smokable hemp products are for the old deadhead or the young fish fans searching for a mellow body high um they have a bunch of different strains this year you guys hear us talk about sunset lake cbd all the time and you know that we are enthusiasts and we use it and we believe in them so check them out go to sunsetlakecbd.com and use the coupon code hfpod for 20 percent off all products if you're listening to this, you wouldn't be able to see Jonathan holding up um, the jar of what is that salve? Yeah, that's the salve with arnica. That's that. The, and the, uh, that the undermine the account was it, exhorting me to use it for my arthritis. I was like, bro, I know. <laughs> I am aware. Undermine, come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Thank you to Sunset Lake CBD. Um, all right, I think that's it. We're going to be back on Wednesday. So we'll see you all then or, or talk to you all then. Um, thanks again to Arvin. 
Gopal Ratnam. Did I did I get it that time? Yes. Um, no, no, it was better the first time. It was better the first time. Shit. Yeah, you like doubted yourself. Aren't I, you? I did. I actually oh, did. I was, yeah, like, yeah, I was worried about it. I got worried about it. Um, thanks, you, thank you, Arvin. Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Yeah, thanks, thanks everybody. Arvin. Thanks, thanks, everyone. thanks, Arvin. Yes, welcome everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind, uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick, and usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work, but we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh revisiting classic material talking about the new classics um all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that that you either love want to love or hate yeah imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that that uh, has impacted your life uh and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week so triangulate your speakers Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast.